0: Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply.
3: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March twenty six, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March twenty six. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. On a hump day, baby. We are already halfway through the week. And it's going to be a fun night tonight. Why we're going to talk about the low T GOP missing the boat. Once again, we're going to talk a ton more about why you should care about the world economic form and their mentality on things. Communists being forced to live with communism. Trump is out there talking about disloyalty. We'll discuss that. The Trump versus the Santos thing's always fun. Why are pilots getting bad EKGs? The DOJ handling handling Joe Biden with kid gloves. Violence at a uh, well, violence among the youth, and so much more coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. But I have to open. With a criticism. You know I tell you all the time. You can email me your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. You know I tell you that, right? And I tell you Friday, the entire show is dedicated for three hours to your questions. That's what I tell you. Apparently, I have been lax on this. And this one, (laughs) the subject line on it says... Liar Jesse, do better. Chris is right. And he goes on to say, dear part-time radio host, Buenos Tardes, Chris is right. You're a liar. You hype up Ask Dr. Jesse Friday saying, I quote, the entire show is me reading your emails and answering questions. You used to be better, but in the past few months, you spend your first half hour bloviating, Read one email, spend the rest of the hour answering that one email. There have been days where you get more, some less, but usually you average around four or five emails on Ask Dr. Jesse Fridays, occasionally doing even worse on those days than other days of the week. Come on, man. The people need answers. Start giving them. Let the bar eat. Okay, Chris, Michael. Is he is he right? Why are both of you nodding your heads? No, he's not right. You're supposed to be on my side, you dirty traitors. Okay, well here's what we're doing tonight. I want a tally. I want a tally started now. I want the marker board pulled up. I want it held up. I will get to twenty emails tonight, just to spite you. What, Chris? No, I I can do twenty. Uh, what, Chris? No, I'm not breaking an addiction. I don't have to start small. I'll get to 20 like it was nothing. Like, it, like, it, like I don't even have to put any thought into it. I'll get to 20. Oh, I'm getting to 20, Chris. And yes, this counts as one. Of course we're counting it. I read the email. So we will get to 20 emails and all that and so much more coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. But first, let's begin here. We talk a lot about the mentality on the right, the loser GOP, the low-T GOP, how we are constantly losing to the communists, and we're losing because we don't seem to understand and or accept who and what we're dealing with. The example I use all the time, but it works so well, is, okay, we share a country with a bunch of communists. Okay, that's not, we share a home. We live in a home together if you and I, we lived in a home together and I had a different opinion about the home, the direction we should go with the home, it is critical for you, if I have a different opinion about the home, to assess why. What are my motivations? Because that's really everything, right? If you and me, we live together and you want uh You want to go spend $5,000 on new drapes or whatever new drapes cost? You want to go spend $5,000 on new drapes? And I say, no, that's ridiculous. No, I think we need uh, a new oven instead. I want a fancy new oven that cooks food better. Well, okay. You would look at me in that situation. Maybe you would disagree. Maybe you would disagree strongly. No, you're an idiot. Drapes are what we need. But you know what you wouldn't do? You wouldn't say, man, Jesse's evil, and he hates this house. That's why he wants a new stove. He hates it here. He wants to—he wants to destroy the house. You wouldn't say that, and you'd be correct. Hey, we just have disagreements on how to improve the home. But if you come to me and you say, Jesse, hey, <clears throat> we need new drapes. It's five thousand dollars. It's a lot of money, but we got to have some new drapes. If we get some new drapes, it'll increase the value of the home. And I respond to you instead of saying yes or instead of saying, no, 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 we need a new oven. What if I respond to you and say, new drapes? No, that's crazy. I just bought a couple gallons of gasoline. What we need to do is I need to pour this gasoline all over the floor in the living room and the kitchen and the kids' room. I need to pour all this whole thing of gasoline out. And then I need to take some matches and I need to light them on fire and throw it on the floor everywhere where I lit the gasoline. Now, you're obviously sitting there saying, okay, this guy's a psycho. He wants to burn the house down, and you're correct. You'd be correct. But you know what the GOP has done? Forever. Forever. And I cannot stand it. They look at the guy with the can of gas and the handful of matches, and they say, you know what? Gosh, it's so weird. We just have a difference of opinion on how to improve the home. We obviously both want to improve the home. We're living here. I know you want to improve it, and I want to improve it, obviously. But we just have... Look, let's mean in the middle, all right? Why don't we just... I'll change a couple drapes, and you burn down just half of it. Because I know you just want to... I know you love the home. I love the home. We love the home. They don't love the home, bud. They're not trying to improve it. They're trying to burn it to the ground. They believe the home is an evil place in fact they believe the home is the height of all evil they believe the home has to be reduced to rubble and they believe that they're good and right in thinking this i saw this today from somebody i can i i don't i don't i don't like him i don't dislike him i know he's very funny senator john kennedy is his name louisiana senator again a very very funny guy and I'm, not, I'm really not trying to blast him, but I saw this, and boy, this is the mentality we simply can't afford anymore. This is what he said today. China pumps more CO2 into the atmosphere than the U.S., Japan, and the European Union combined. And then he says, so why is the Biden administration more concerned with kneecapping the U.S. economy with radical green mandates than holding Beijing accountable? Man, we do this a lot, but if I could frame something as, boy, this is the reason. If someone asked me, hey, Jesse, show me one statement. Why has the right lost to the communists on every single issue? I would frame this and hang this. This goes into why the right has lost. This goes into the Hall of Fame. This should Maybe this should be in the entryway of the why the right has lost Hall of Fame. First, let's address the big thing. China pumps more CO2. CO2 is simply the air you breathe out. CO2 is what plants breathe in to create oxygen. That tree in your backyard, it, it's breathing in CO2. And then because of God's miraculous world he gave us, it then churns that back out into fresh oxygen for you and me to breathe. CO2 is a wonderful necessary part of the earth i promise you the air you're breathing out right now is not some poison that's changing the climate it's a an important part of the planet we have and yet the gop will and has constantly given that ground to the communists well okay look we all can agree that co2 is bad why do we have to all agree on that well all the scientists say that's a bald-faced lie there are scientists across the planet, thousands and thousands and thousands of them, that say CO2 is not harmful. Man-made climate change is a total hoax. It's not real at all. Climate isn't changing at all. Now, you don't get to, in, you don't get to see or meet those scientists on the news. You certainly don't meet them in any one of America's government education schools, America's corporates. America's corporations, I guess I should say, don't push that stuff at all. They lie to you at all times, but CO2 is not at all harmful to the planet. And if you're in the low T GOP, the second, the nanosecond you give that ground to the communists and you acknowledge, well, I mean, CO2 is harmful. You've already lost the war. The war is over. One sentence into this public statement by a Republican Senator, he already lost the war. Well, China puts more CO2 than we do. Who cares? CO2's not bad. I don't care. You shouldn't care. We play the, the communist game on the communist field with the communist referees enforcing the communist rules. And we look around every 15 minutes and say, I can't believe we're losing. I hate this. And so now I'm going to address the second part of the low T GOP. Hang on a second. Miss something? There's a podcast.
2: Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show.
4: It is The Jesse Kelly Show. On a Wednesday, I have been called out by Chris. And Michael and the fans are not getting to enough emails. They're saying, I just bloviate now on Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So on a Wednesday, I'm getting to 20 emails tonight. How many have I gotten to so far? One. Okay. But I'm going to add 19 to that like it's nothing, Chris. Like it's nothing. Any second now, I'm going off on the low TGOP. When I'm done with that, it's email time. I may not even get to any issues. I may not. I know. But before, before we do that, in case you're just now joining us, I was going off about this statement from Senator John Kennedy, a senator I have no problem with, a Republican senator, and why it's all that's wrong with the GOP. First, he talks about China pumping more CO2 than we do, as if that matters. But then I want to get to this part, and this is the part I cannot stand from the right. Maybe you've made this mistake in the past. I bet you I have. Okay? I'm not pointing fingers. But all of our political leaders seem to do this. Virtually all of the pundits on the right do this too. This is what John Kennedy said. So why is the Biden administration more concerned with kneecapping the U.S. economy with radical green mandates than holding Beijing accountable? Okay. All right. Apparently, we're going to have to. let's, Let's go to school here. All right. One, the American Democrat now in 2023 is not the American Democrat in 1980. 1990, not, 19, not 2000, not 1950, there have been a million reasons to be an American Democrat in the history of this country. More thought of as the working man's party and all kinds of things like that. You may agree, disagree, but there have been legitimate reasons to be a Democrat in America's history. Ameri- the American Democratic Party now, they're all communists. They are. Definitely the leaders are. And I know there are a bunch of useless idiots who still vote Democrat who aren't. But frankly, they don't matter. They're too stupid to be important. All right. They're all communists now. The American Democratic Party isn't worried about keeping Beijing in check for a couple different reasons. One, they're not worried about CO2. None of these people, zero of them, think the climate is actually changing. None of them think that CO2 is poisoning the planet, and none of them are concerned about any of it. You know that because of how they personally conduct themselves. Beachside mansions when they say the ocean is rising, private jets everywhere. One, they're not worried about CO2. Two, they're not worried about destroying China because they don't think China is the enemy. The American Democratic Party now is a holy. Anti American party. They are an insurgency on this country, 100% aimed to burn the country to ash. And as long as we consider, as long as we continue to treat them as, well, they just see things a little differently. Well, we all kind of want the same things as long as we have that five-year-old naivete attitude. We will never defeat these people. These people think they're in a crisis against Nazis who want to kill black people and gays. And they think they're fighting against Adolf Hitler. And they conduct themselves as if they're fighting against Adolf Hitler. Our people, well, we just don't see eye to eye. I just, look, why aren't they holding Beijing accountable? What hypocrites, guys. Look at what hypocrites they are. They're not worried about China. They have found the enemy. They have found the one responsible for all of the world's problems. And his last name isn't Ping or Jing or Qing. The one they think is responsible for all of the problems, not only in our country, but in the planet itself, is the American right. You and your freedoms, you're the enemy. They're not holding Beijing accountable because they're not worried about China. They're worried about you. You and your freedom to speak. The problem that we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms so if you're able to have five platforms social platforms that the problem is our open press system all these oh my gosh all these social that's a democrat senator by the way the moderate joe manchin at the world economic forum that's him speaking you see the real problem it's not it's not china gosh It's, it's not vladimir putin it's not uh immigration taxes debt, any of these things the problem is Gosh, it's you. What do you, you, think, you think, peasant, that you can say whatever you want? Listen to Klaus listen to Schwab. I, I applaud his honesty. Listen to him. Listen to what he thinks the problem is.
5: We have the ability to collaboratively build a more peaceful, resilient, inclusive, and sustainable world.
4: Okay, pause there. We have the ability to create a better world is essentially what he said. More resilient and, and, and inclusive. Okay, we have the ability to, so that's the... We have the ability to, but now comes the but. Klaus, who's holding you back? Is it China?
5: But to do so, we need to overcome the most critical fragmentation.
4: To do so, to overcome, to overcome... If we're going to overcome, if we're going to create this world... If we are going to build this better planet, if we elites are going to build this better planet, we have to overcome something. Now, what is he about to say? Is he going to say we need to overcome China, Russia, debt? I think you'll find what Klaus Schwab thinks he needs to overcome. I think you'll find it very interesting. Hang on.
2: That's 25% off at lifelock.com slash
4: news. Identity theft protection starts here.
3: Energy.com for the prospectus and more information.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I have made a commitment after being called out to getting to 20 of those tonight. I'm at one so far, but any second now, I'm about to dig back in. I'm not quite done yet on this whole thing. Again, we, we have this loser mentality where we pretend we're sharing a home with somebody who just has a difference of opinion on the color of the drapes when we share a home actually with somebody who wants to burn the home to ash. And this mentality is what's killing us. And I brought up Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and how he talks, you'll, you'll hear in the beginning, I'll start it from the beginning here, how he talks about we have, we, we have this opportunity, we can lead But we have to overcome something. What do they have to overcome? Listen.
5: We have the ability to collaboratively build a more peaceful, resilient, inclusive, and sustainable world. But to do so, we need to overcome the most critical fragmentation.
4: And who is that critical fragmentation?
5: The most critical fragmentation is between those who take a constructive attitude and those who are just bystanders, observers, and even go into the negative, critical and confrontational attitude.
4: The you see, they didn't say they had to overcome China, did they? They didn't say they had to overcome Putin. They're not sitting around hand-wringing over CO2. They're sitting around hand-wringing over you. And man, that rhymed. Gosh, that was so awesome, Chris. Chris, can you record that? Please, that inadvertently rhymed. And I can't help it that poetry just comes out of my mouth. What, Chris? (laughs) No, seriously. They're not stressing about CO2. What do they have to overcome? They have to overcome you, bystander. Well, they're over there trying to be constructive you you're just a critic you know you're not going to let them take your gas stove you're not going to let them take away your suv you're not going to let them take away your, your meat what is it with you and your meat here's the chairman of siemens no it's not kamala harris
5: my daughter 24 inspired me and said that how can you advocate for these zero carbon value chains if you still eat meat. And so I stopped eating meat. Now the math would say, well, you need to stop eating meat 11 years to compensate for a flight to Thailand. Yes. But if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you, it has a big impact. And I predict that we will have proteins not coming from. um...
4: What is it with you and your meat? Why do you need meat? What you're the pro- you're the problem. The, the earth is burning, the the ocean is boiling, and you're still eating meat. And
2: the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by six hundred thousand Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric.
4: The ocean is boiling, and you you're the one they have to overcome. You and your free speech and your meat. GOP, wake up. Stop being low T. Stop being useless. Start acknowledging that the Biden administration and virtually the entire administrative state, our education system, entertainment system, gosh, pretty much all of it, they're all in one gigantic group that hate the United States of America and kind of think the place needs to be taken down a peg or 10. Wake up and grow up. And while I'm on this whole subject... Please understand that this is not some radio fodder thing. Oh, you took it too far with the gas stoves. New York, I already told you they're banning yours. Kathy Hochul already said it. And don't think you're alone. California, same thing, 2035. City of San Diego, did you know this? Did you know? City of San Diego already banned them by by 2035 not just new ones they plan on banning the ones already in existence it's not just internet fodder these people are dead serious about what they want and what they believe and they're putting it into action do you have do you have your emergency 3 month food kit yet you might want to do that sooner rather than later because if these people have their way, well, I mean, remember, I, I, how much audio have I played for you on the show about the billions they think should die? What's that one lady's name we played, Chris? Jane Goodall was her name. Well, if the Earth's population was where it was 500 years ago, yeah, that's about 6 billion dead people. 6 billion. That's what they want. Bill Gates, well, all the CO2 level levels need to get to zero. Well, since you're a human being who breathes out CO2, what do you think that means for you? Get your emergency three-month food kit, all right? Go to preparewithjessiekelly.com Every person who lives in your home, secure three months' worth of food for when these people finally get their way, all right? All right. Only one email in, but we're on a mission for 20 tonight. Chris, tonight is 23 for 20. I know that doesn't actually make a ton of sense. I wish I'd said that different, but I didn't plan it ahead of time because it's the year 2023, Chris, but I guess... That doesn't make sense because we're not doing it the whole year. It's only January 18th. Chris, it's 18 for 20. That's that's still not working. You know what? Let's just move on to some emails. It's fine. Greetings, Burgermeister. I support the knockdown drag out fight between any primary candidates that enter into a primary for our vote. My question for you is how about talk show hosts? We always hear about talk show hosts that don't necessarily uh, support a conservative vision, but no one will actually name names. Why is this a thing and why, why uh, won't those knockdown drag out fights happen between talk show hosts? Shouldn't pretenders be called out? May the best host win. I love the show. Listen, thank you. Well, I can't speak for other people. Here's I'll, I'll only speak for me. Remember, I've been a fan of radio a lot longer than I've ever done it. I've only done this for four years. I, I lived a normal life before I did this stuff. About five now, Chris. Oh, about four and a half. That's right. That's, that's cool. Anyway, I'm new to this. So I will only speak for me. A lot of what I do, I do because of what I liked and what I didn't like when I listened. You know what I didn't like when I listened? Just being honest. I didn't like callers. So I don't take a lot of callers. They can be outstanding. When we do a theme, tell me about something dumb you did or dumb you said or horrible thing that happened to you or or something like that. Those are hysterical. But... Beyond that, I never enjoyed callers. I just didn't enjoy them that much. I thought they dragged the show down. I didn't tune in to listen to the callers. I tuned in to listen to the host. If I wanted to listen to normal people, I'd go hang out with friends instead of listening to the radio. Okay, I wanted to hear what the host had to say. That was one. So as a, as a result, I go a week at a time, two weeks at a time without taking that. Two, I never enjoyed guests. I, no, that's that's not, Actually, that's not true. I rarely enjoyed guests. I rarely thought the guest was adding something that the host couldn't have added even better. When I have a guest on, they're adding something I can't give you. They're adding a perspective I can't give you. And even if they have a perspective I can't give you and they're boring, I never have them back, period. True. I, I am. I am in the make your stuck-in-traffic-time-better business. That's my business. I do not have an important job. I do radio for a living. I'm not saving the country. I'm not doing anyone any good at all. My job is to make your day a little bit better. If I bring in Joe Schmoe, he's an expert on taxes. And I ask him a question on taxes. Well, Johnson, if you get to the top marginal rates that are at 35 and then divide by 12 and the, oh my gosh, kill me now. I'm not doing it. I won't have him back. And three, another thing I never liked about talk radio when I listened is this. Oh, by the way, yeah, Chris. Chris said they've offered to come on. We, get, we drown in offers to come on every day. We just ignore almost all of them. Just, just, I don't mean to be rude. I don't. Have, Chris doesn't have time to say no to all these people. Just freaking ignore him. I had to tell him that and Chris is so polite and nice. You would. Oh, I'm sorry. Not at this time. I told him just start ignoring these freaking people. They'll get the idea. And lastly, the hosts. One thing I always hated. I don't I don't understand why people like it. It's just not for me. One host yelling about another host. Okay, you're radio hosts, all right? You're not that important. Ah, oh, this guy's stupid. This, guy's an I- this guy copied me all the time. I hate that he copies me. Oh, this guy has a time slot I want. I'm jealous. This guy has a contract. I find that to be petty and small and extremely unentertaining. If my show makes your day better, listen to my show. If my show doesn't, turn it off and go listen to somebody else. You have options. All this stuff is free and should be. Go listen to who you enjoy. Go listen to who makes your day better. If you shut off a show and every night you shut it off, your blood pressure is about 50 points higher, go do something else. I don't do radio like that. And I don't find... These little petty fights between this rich radio guy and this rich TV TV guy, I don't find them to be entertaining in the least. That's why I don't do it. All right. Tons more emails and a rough childhood. Hang on.
2: Feeling a little stocky?
4: Follow, like, and subscribe on social at DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, a hump day. All right, I went off on that stuff. I'm going to get to some emails and stuff And the Trump. Trump's uh, citing disloyalty out there doing public events. We'll talk about some Trump talk, some heavy D versus Trump talk. That's always spicy and fun. Gets about half the people mad. I enjoy that. That's fun. That's a good time. It's a good time. Remember, remember this, just a little spoiler alert. Jesse, who do you support? Nobody right now. Nobody. Jesse doesn't wave anybody's pom-poms ever, ever. I want them all to get in. Trump, DeSantis, Noem, I Get them all in the primary, and all of you go earn my vote. I am scared to death about what's happening in my country right now, about the weaponization of this government against its own citizens, and I want to hear you all get up on stage and tell me exactly what you're going to do for me to stop them. You go earn my vote. I don't put on your bumper sticker. I don't wear your pom-poms. You go earn my vote because right now, none of you have. Not Trump, not DeSantis, not nome None of you have earned my vote yet. We will see. Treat politicians like rental cars. Remember that. All of them. Treat them all like rental cars. Use them to get you wherever you want to go and then drop them and never think about them again. All right. Drop them off still smoking and go get on a plane and fly home. All right. Now, uh, this is a totally random thing, but I'm just going to bring this up because it, sometimes I see this stuff as a father and it bothers me. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is dumb, but I saw this headline out of the New York Post. Teen boy stabbed during a New York City street fight. He was 16 years old. He got knifed in the torso. And I'm supposed to go off right now about crime and crime in the cities and all these other things. This is all stuff you know. But when I see stuff like this, it makes me think about my own sons. I think about it. They're 12 and 14, and they certainly don't live some sheltered bubble existence. They bounce around a lot, talk to a ton of people. They do all kinds of things. They're into sports and activities, and, and they're, not, they're not hidden. But it occurs to me that boys my son's age, not just in New York City but around the world, they live a life of hell at such an early age. I remember a story. It was actually in the Bronx. It was, I think he was a nine-year-old boy, but he would go to school every day. Like when my sons go to school, I usually take them to school. It's just kind of my thing. We cruise to school in the morning, talk. Sometimes it's quiet, but I take my boys to school, drive them, drop them off the front door. They go into school. Nice, nice. It's always a pleasant teacher out there, kids hanging out. There are kids in the Bronx, they have to worry, this nine-year-old boy worried about getting shot every single day on the way to school. So many people in his neighborhood routinely get shot that a nine-year-old boy, instead of worrying about uh, video games or, or the new superhero movie or a, a bag of Doritos or the, the, the normal things little boys are worried about, instead of worrying about any of that, Every day, he got dressed for school and threw on his backpack and walked a few blocks to school and all he wanted was to not get shot on the way. And I actually don't have anything I want to say about that except, man, what a freaking sad existence so many people live on this planet. And it bums me out sometimes. I'm moving off on that because I don't don't want to take too long on it. Hey, speaking of that kind of thing, tonight, if you go to your car and there's a bad man there, a bad man with a knife in his hands, a man with experience using that knife on other people, hurting them, killing them, and he wants to hurt you, take what's yours, maybe abuse you, maybe kill you, and he's standing between you and your car. Do you have something in your physical possession right now that will stop him? Does that daughter you sent off to college, does she have something? Your son you sent off to college, does he have something? There's your wife. Your mom lives alone. What if that guy comes to her door tonight? Does she have something? Get a hero arrow for the person you love the most. Uh, But she's not a gun girl. It's a non-lethal gun. Hero guns, non-lethal gun. A hero arrow is more shaped like a remote control. It shoots the gel blast. It's chemical pepper stuff that is debilitating. But non-lethal, no one's going to die. But you also don't need a concealed carry permit. Fits right in your pocket, right in your purse. We'll save your life. We'll put that bad man on the ground. You live another day. How's that sound for the person you love? Go to hero 2020com dot com code Jesse. Gets you a special discount. Hero 2020com dot com code Jesse. Now we'll get to Trump and his his comments about disloyalty today, and then we'll get to, to, to his event today with Lindsey Graham. We'll talk some Ron DeSantis. I do want to get to this, though, real quickly, just to make you aware. Dear Oracle, as I'm sure you know, the ATF has put forth more tyranny with their pistol brace ruling being put into place. It's because of this I call upon your powers of foresight to reveal what you think the next step will be in order to further stomp on the Second Amendment. I won't be following it nonetheless, as I do not bow to tyrants, but I am curious what you think. And his name is Will. Well, I need to make sure I remind you of a couple things. One, I am not allowed by law to ever encourage you to break the law in any way. They will just simply shut off the radio and you'll never hear from me again. I'm not allowed by law to use these airwaves to do this. That's one, two. I wouldn't ever do that anyway, because as unimportant as my job is, I do understand there is a certain level of responsibility that comes with this level of influence. So I don't get to safely sit here behind the microphone and ever encourage you to do things that will put you in prison. So you're never going to get that from me ever. Whatever personal choices you choose to make in your life, that is fine. Totally fine. I will say this totally separate from that though, going forward, going forward as we are no longer the culture, this is not your culture anymore. This is not my culture. We are now the U S of gay. We've been taken over by the communists. We've been taken over by people entirely hostile to us. You are now the counterculture. Now counterculture is going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have a blast with it. We are, we're going to smile. We're going to have fun, fun to be counterculture, but there are negatives Part of that negative is, especially for people who are generally good on the right, part of that negative is you are a rule follower. You're probably naturally a rule follower because the culture has always been yours. You're very nice. The right is more Christian-based, a rule follower. Going forward, you are going to have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. You're going to have to, as a counterculture person, become comfortable breaking some rules. That's just the bottom line. If you're not, since they own the entire legal system now, they own the administrative state, they own the legal system since they own so much of that. If you're not comfortable breaking any rules, they're simply going to box you in with these rules and neuter you completely. So there, I'm going to leave you with that. Now, speaking of rules... Speaking of being boxed in, speaking of who and what we face and how they feel like what they're doing is right, we do have to understand something because there's a huge push on the right to ban things, ban this, ban that, ban things, ban, and I'm on board with that. I'm all down for banning things. I'm all down for banning people, but we do have to understand there's going to be a response. What is it? I'll explain in a second.
3: for For more details.
4: Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a a Less Lethal Pistol. That's up B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount.